Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. The Book of the Dead The Orb from Rebecca This story isn't very exciting, but I felt like telling you anyways. In short, my friend and I saw an orb. Two of my friends and I were standing on their porch while we had a cigarette. I saw a tennis ball-sized ball of light fly from above the house and into the ground on the other side of the porch. I wasn't even going to say anything, and I may even have just assumed it was my eyes playing tricks on me, until one friend said, Did you see that? I ran inside to grab my phone for a flashlight while my friend stayed out on the porch. My boyfriend and my friend's husband were inside and probably thought I was nuts when I ran in and told them there was something fucking weird outside. I looked around and saw one of their dog's tennis balls on the ground. All three of us, including the one who hadn't seen it and is usually a bit of a troll, agreed if that was a source, we would have heard it hit the ground, especially at the speed it was traveling. Tennis balls also don't give off their own light. This was at night. I couldn't find anything that would have caused us to see that sort of light. It wasn't like a flashlight showing up or something. It moved very quickly across the empty space, but neither of us could come up with an explanation. Full disclosure, when it happened, we had had a few drinks, but we were not drunk or at a point where I would discount the experiences just being out of it. I also find it interesting that my troll friend didn't take advantage of an opportunity to give a shit. Normally he would have, but I think he may have felt something weird was up. I've never put much weight into stories about orbs before and always thought there was most likely a rational explanation for them, but this one stumps me. Cemetery Light, from Rick. This story takes place in 1991 or 92. My best friend had just gotten his license, so we were both about 16 or 17, and both really interested in the paranormal. There was a group of five of us who used to hang out on a regular basis that year, and would pile into his parents' car and just cruise around. But he and I were the only two that were really into the supernatural. His parents had some property out in a very rural area, and we used to hang out there and have bonfires and things like that. There were a lot of old gravel backroads in that area and secluded houses that had been farms dating back to the 1800s. A lot of these old former farms had small family graveyards on them, as was apparently common in those days. A few old, weather-worn gravestones could be found in the corners of many of these properties, and my story involves what, until recently, I thought used to be one of them. One day my friend called me and said he'd found an old graveyard that we should check out. He'd been cruising around bored and found this old cemetery that was fenced off, surrounded by trees on an old gravel road. There was a house down the road, but you couldn't see it from the cemetery. It would be perfect to investigate. He and I went there later in the afternoon and made sure there weren't any houses too close and wandered around inside for a while. This place was bigger than the typical family plots we'd seen on other properties. This one was maybe 20 gravestones, whereas the others were usually only a handful but was obviously pretty old and hadn't been kept up well. 
Some of the older gravestones were actually in the woods that had creeped back in over the intervening years, giving the place a stronger feeling of abandonment. We decided to come back at night at some point soon to see if there were any specters hanging around. Well, be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. Maybe a week later, our little group of five piled into his reliant K-car and headed out after dark. When we arrived at the graveyard, all was quiet. We were remote enough that you couldn't hear any cars from the nearest major road, and the only house down the road was all dark. The five of us got out and hopped the short fence, and with the single flashlight we were smart enough to bring, actually it was already in the car, we began wandering and looking at the stones, whispering and just generally getting a feel for the area. After maybe ten minutes or so, myself and one of the others had wandered pretty close to the woods and away from my friend and the other two. Then I noticed something. There was a light in the woods. A small red light floating about waist-high, weaving between the trees. My first thought was that someone on the far side of the woods, in the opposite direction of the only house we'd been able to see, must have seen our flashlight and come to investigate. My father used to have a portable spotlight that took a giant square battery with a spotlight on one end and a smaller red-domed light on the other. At first, I assumed that's what this was, but as it got closer, the red light was bright enough to illuminate its surroundings, and there was definitely no one holding it, no one walking along with it, just a floating red light weaving through the woods lighting up the trees all around it with a dull, steady red glow. As it got closer, I could see it reflecting off the old gravestones in the woods that it was passing as well. The guy beside me said, You see that? I said, Yeah. And then we were both running back to the fence yelling, Oh shit, let's get out of here. The other three saw us and began running too. They didn't even know why we were running at that point. They just saw us go and figured we had seen someone coming. We all jumped the fence and piled into the car, which we'd left running. My buddy floored it, and we took off up the road. I was in the back passenger seat, and the other guy who saw the light was beside me in the middle. They all asked us why we were yelling and running when I looked out the window at the rapidly passing woods and said, That! The ball! It was following beside us, streaking through the woods, keeping up. Not that an old K-car with five guys in it could go that fast, but we were going fast enough. But it wasn't just streaking alongside. It was still in the trees, weaving between them and keeping pace. The road was coming to a turn that only went left, and my buddy cranked the wheel. At that point, the light was gone. Whatever it was, didn't make the turn with us. We were all freaked out. Even the ones who hadn't seen it in the woods had at the very least seen it weaving between the trees, keeping pace as we sped down the gravel road to get away. Everyone except my best friend who was driving and just concentrating on getting away. That was at the end of the summer, just before school started, but isn't the end exactly. This is also the part of my story that seems to have people either say I'm making it up or confirms it totally for them. It's a situation that is either too convenient or just convenient enough, I guess. I know how it sounds, and if it hadn't actually happened to me, I would probably be calling bullshit on what follows too, but it is the truth. Later in September, my buddy and I were at the public library working on our homework and decided to take a break. As Halloween was coming, we decided to ask the librarian if there were any books about local legends or hauntings. There weren't, but she did have a book in the reference section that was a history of the region. We couldn't sign it out, but we could photocopy it and look at it there. She opened it to the only relevant section, which amounted to a page and a half and really wasn't stories, but a very brief mention of several local legends. One was about a slave who had made it across the border via the Underground Railroad, 
escaping slavery and staying to make a life for himself, and his ghost was seen on the anniversary of his death. Another was of a headless horseman who had lost his head during the War of 1812 on a former battlefield. And another was of a red ball that used to chase people out of an old cemetery. Judge for yourself. Too convenient or confirmation? My buddy and I never returned to the graveyard together after that, but when I was in college, another friend to whom I told the story wanted to go check it out. He wanted to see for himself. We eventually found it, but neither of us got out of the car to go into the graveyard, and we didn't see anything, at which point he called bullshit. Last year around this time, I went looking for the place alone one afternoon and found it again. The surrounding woods are all gone, and the area is being developed. The cemetery is now fenced off and has a historic plaque marking it. I never did see the red orb again. My First Encounter From Glenn My first encounter with the supernatural was back in 1979. It was a fairly tumultuous year for me. I was seven and had moved with my parents from an idyllic housing estate in the countryside of Lincolnshire to a hardened, grubby little town in the north of England called Accrington, so my dad could be nearer his parents as they got older. My parents had bought a small general store there, which was attached to the house we moved into. It was a terraced property at the corner of a very long street of houses all joined together. If you've seen any of the Harry Potter movies, it was very similar to where Snape's house was situated. Very industrial, grim and grey. It was a massive culture shock for me. Before moving here, I lived in a very rural area with lots of fields and trees, and it took me months to settle into this new lifestyle. During the first few weeks of living there, I remember catching a really bad cold. Back then, there was no heating system in the house, and the rooms were freezing at night. It's the only time in my life I remember my teeth actually chattering together as I struggled to keep warm. While my parents worked in the shop below, they had put me in their room, which was large and big enough to fit a mobile paraffin heater in, which was the only thing we had to heat the upstairs rooms. I remember clearly sitting up in bed one night watching Buck Rogers on the small black and white TV set. The main light was on and it was around 7pm or so. The door into the room was open to the left of where I sat on the bed, on the wall facing behind me. As I watched the show, an old woman entered through the doorway. I noticed her straight away as she passed me by on the left, and I continued to watch her silently as she went about her business. She was old, maybe in her sixties or older, and she had gray hair in a bun. A simple black dress with a white apron around her waist, black tights, and black shoes. Quite Victorian in style, I guess. She paid me no mind at all. Instead, her attention was drawn to the wall on my left. She walked along as if she were looking for something that might have been on a shelf. There was, however, nothing physically attached to the wall at the time of her visit. It was just a wall, decorated in bad 70s wallpaper. I remember being really nonchalant about her arrival. It didn't bother me at all that she was there, and I remember thinking something along the lines of, I wonder what she wants. After a few moments, she disappeared, literally just vanished in front of my eyes, and at that point I got really excited, because I knew then that she had been a ghost, and like any seven-year-old boy, I thought it was brilliant. I couldn't wait to tell someone, and not long after, my mum came to check up on me to see if I was getting any better. Excitedly, I told her, Mom, Mom, I've just seen a ghost. She looked at me a little quizzically at first, but rather than the expected, Oh, don't be so silly, answer, she sat down on the bed beside me and asked, What did the ghost look like? 
So I described the old woman as I remembered her and what she was doing when she walked in. After a few seconds of thinking, my mom said quite calmly, Well, I don't know what to tell you, but I've seen her twice myself. She went on to explain, The first time, I saw her exactly how you saw her, and the second time, I woke up to find her sitting on the edge of the bed just looking at me. At that point, I probably made a scared sound of some kind, but my mom replied with, She's not here to hurt us. She probably just used to live here and is watching over us. Your dad, on the other hand, has never seen her and doesn't believe me. She laughed. That was the only time I ever saw a ghost in that house. To this day, it's my most favorite memory of living there. <laughs>